Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Blueprint 502. We got my co-host Kevin Trimble here. We're here in Louisville, Kentucky in our Herlane office at Berkshire Hathaway Parks in Weisberg. Kevin. Sir, how are you today? I'm amazing. It's Even though it's gloomy outside, I'm still doing good. How about yourself? Well, it is gloomy and I'm doing pretty well. Pretty fired up. I'm still, I'm not going to lie, I'm still recovering a little bit from that convention we went to in Las Vegas. <laughs> Well, good thing is I've already recovered. Uh, that week that we got back was really rough, but that weekend helped me out a lot. I slept in, went to sleep early that we whole weekend. So I'm pretty much good now from Vegas at this point. But, you know, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to go back. It was, it was fun. I liked Vegas. But I tell you what I've liked almost more than Vegas itself was I think this is my third convention I've gone to. And I've heard forever, my friends that are in sales are in different types of things, mm -hmm. a national sales convention. And a lot of times it's more of a reward of a, hey, pat you on the back. We're just going to have fun and do a little business talk. What I got out of it was of the three I've been to, this one kind of gave me the most value, I would say, that I think I can access going into the future to help others. That's what I thought about it. Okay. And it was probably the, if I had to come up with a theme of, the, of, of what I took away from it, it would be, as you and I talk about often, surround yourself with winners. Absolutely. You know, surround yourself. One of the things that guy said, uh, he said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Absolutely. And how many people don't think about that? Probably a lot of people. Probably majority of a population doesn't think like that. You know, I looked at, it's not just realtors. It's not just folks in business. It's young people, which I would like to, you know, really mm -hmm. push that message. But because we are in the real estate business, I thought about our realtors. We have, as you know, in our company, which is great, we have offices in Louisville, Southern Indiana, South Louisville, Bowling Green, and Glasgow. And if you look at across the board, the experience called experience or even age demographics right mm -hmm. of our brokerage we have agents that have had a license for six months we have agents that have had a license for 40 years we have agents that are full-time day in day out like yourself mm -hmm. we have some agents that are just in the referral company and some in between mm -hmm. some are on the downside maybe caught the sunset some are at the sunrise Mm -hmm. And I think even there's some are trying to figure out, hey, is this is this for me? Mm -hmm. Is this what I want to do? So I think what I got out of this week or this past week's convention, um, I was more fired up when I got back because I felt like, hey, here's something that we can share with our agents, with agents uh, across the state, agents that we meet, that we work with, agents that may want to come join us. And it came down to you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Absolutely. What's that look like? So I bring that up because you're three years in, mm -hmm. rock star, going at it. And I call you a full, full-time agent because from start to finish every day, you wake up, you do your thing, and you're on it, and you're very successful. So if I would have told you um, – Right after I told you three years ago that you need to go get your license, <laughs> if I would have told you, hey, Ramir, beware 
because you're going to be the average of the five people you spend the most time with. What would you have thought about that? I would have agreed because I've already I've already encountered that at, with high school. Um, there was already, there's been friends that I went to middle school with or, or early high school with that as time progressed and we were, you know, always friends, we were always cool, but I kind of learned that I had to start distancing myself because they weren't in the same mindset or they didn't look at life the same or they didn't value life the same. They didn't have as much as I did to lose. And so it got to a point where, you know, I kind of saw that and I had to position myself and pull myself away from friends that I grew up with, period. You know, we can still be friends and all, but I had to pull myself away and separate myself because they weren't on the same mindset and wavelengths that I was. But turns out at the time, I didn't understand what was going on. But with me pulling away like that, they actually followed in a sense. They kind of changed their mindset a little bit more. Maybe they're not where I'm at just yet, but they've. I've talked to them since, and they said, you know, when you did that, things changed for me. I kind of saw what you were looking at. I didn't understand the things that you were doing. I didn't understand the things that you were saying, but because of you, I've, you know, learned, and I've done this, and I've done this. So, in a sense, I've been able to help guide my friends who are, you know, my age, 20, 21, 19, whatever, help guide them in the right direction of where they need to go. Maybe not all of them. And that's why, you know, some people have to keep it a distance, but definitely I started seeing that towards the end of high school. You really got to watch who you be around. And especially now I totally understand that if I position myself around lazy people or people who um, are small minded, they don't dream for anything, then I'm going to become that person because it becomes contagious. Well, did you think, uh, and, and I know you probably took this away as well, is I think there's also a validation at the convention that successful people are made, they're not born. Just like leaders Mm -hmm. are made, they're not born. And it brought me back to a book by Malcolm Gladwell called Outliers. I don't know if you've read it yet. I have not. And Outliers is amazing because what he does is he takes um, groups of successful people in different ventures, in different industries, um, in different walks of life, and he shatters the theory that people are born successful, that they're born leaders, that they're now some people, and I will say this all the time, you know, if, uh, if, if you and I, if I won the Powerball tomorrow, there's a good chance my kids may get to start on third base. I don't care what anybody says. That's a fact, right? <laughs> yeah. um, because, you know, God only knows what, I don't think that's going to happen. But Outliers talks about how, there's, there's, call it luck, but there's some things that get involved. One, when were you born? Well, I think about that with our realtors about when they were born. Because think about this. So you have, ne- you can never remember a time when there wasn't a smartphone or an iPad or a digital device that you could talk to people, that you could communicate with people, dig- 100% digitally. Can you? Mm, no. No, you can't remember that. No. So we've got some realtors, you know, like, you know, our, our, our one of our recent guests, Don Rowe, mm-hmm. has been here 40, you know, go look at Don's desk, a lot of handwritten things, mm-hmm. handwritten, you know, contracts, handwritten notes, handwritten everything. Well, that's because he's from that environment. Right. Um, so he's successful in his own way, just like you're successful in, in, in what you're doing. And I think that... If you look at when someone was born, mm-hmm. they might have a leg up. 
on certain things. If, if, if an industry came in, one of the things it talks about is he said all the IT moguls, the Bill Gateses and, and mm-hmm. people like that, they were all born within like a six-year period. Mm-hmm. Um, talked about athletes. Talked about baseball players. That baseball, the majority of Major League Baseball players are born between, I think it's June 1st and September 15th. And right. the reason is, is because the cutoff date for, for baseball is like May 30th, right? Well, the thing is, is that if you're born on May 30th and I'm born on June 1st, okay, I get to play three years of eight and nine-year-old baseball. You only get to play two. And, mm. oh, by the way, I get more reps than you, right? Right. So now I'm one of the big kids at the last year or, you know, the early birthday. So that was when you're born. The other one, and this is where I want, kind of want you to kind of think about, is who are the people that you are able to experience in your life and draw from? You know, how did you end up there, and who are those people that you draw from? Because one of the things I've always asked about, and I ask people all the time, knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. if you were in my shoes, what would you be thinking, what would you be doing, what would you, what would you not be doing? So my question to you, Ramir, tell me about <laughs> how there's certain people in your life right now that may not have been in there two years ago, three years ago, and what you're drawing from them. Absolutely. So um, I'm going to name drop this one guy. So this is, I met him maybe the end of 2021. And I, I've told him this story too. So he moved into one of our rental properties here at Berkshire Hathaway. And I met him in 2021. It was about November. I then, um, yes, it was 2021. So I then, he tells me, you know, we're talking, I talked to him and his wife and, you know, they got a lot of things going on. We have a lot of things in common from what I've noticed and stuff like that. And so after talking to him, I really want to make this guy my friend, but also more importantly, make this guy my client. I wanted him to work with me when looking to purchase real estate. I then give him, um, I then give him a call. Or I think I tried to, no, I tried to go out to lunch with him. And I was like, hey, let's go grab lunch or something. He's like, cool. Is it cool if I invite my realtor? He wasn't thinking of it as, you know, me trying to get him as a client or anything like that. It was more of, um, you know, let's collaborate. Let's, you know, you can meet this person who's doing it and, you know, whatever. And then we can all, you know, collaborate together. Well, then my grandfather ended up passing away. So I ended up having to cancel that. And so a few months later, I was like, well, what's the point of me reaching out to this guy? He's not going to be my client, you know, whatever. And so then I kind of thought to myself, I was like, screw it. Just just reach out to him. Don't worry about him being your client. You know, this could be a friend if he's not a client. Who cares? Whatever. Fast forward two years later, he's not, I wouldn't consider him a client. He's probably one of my, if not the closest friend I have at this point. I literally talk to him probably, I talk to him multiple times a week. His kids look at me like an uncle. My last name's Heinzy, like Heinz Ketchup, so they call me Ketchup around the house. <laughs> I just met his mom the other day. I've met his father. You know what I mean? I met, and then he's also introduced me to a lot of really good people who own restaurants, who's, you know. And so with him, he has a family. He has three kids. He has a wife. He, had, he owns his own property. You know, he's in the process of wanting to invest more in real estate and build his income and do all this kind of stuff. 
So he's kind of in the mindset I'm at, but he's in a different position because he's older. He has his own responsibilities. He has his bills. So I'm able to pick up on his maturity just from being around him of how he takes care of his kids, how he takes care of his wife, how he just carries himself as a man being 32 years old versus me being 20. Exactly. And so with I really appreciate him. And I've also told him that. And I, I, I've really told him this story about how I was this close. I was less than like I was less than it. I was so close to just not reaching out to him because I felt it was going to be a waste of time. But it's turned out that he's just become one of my best friends. And I don't care about the real estate thing. He's truly become one of my best friends. And he's also helped me develop with, you know, um, with tons and tons of different stuff. Introductions to people. Even if these people never do business with me. I have these relationships and I know these people in Louisville who are doing great things in Louisville. And so, I mean, that right there can just speak of don't just be just, I want a client. I want a client. I want a client. Build a relationship, find a relationship because I truly, truly thank myself for that day for sending that text. Hey bro, it's Ramir. Let's get together. And you know, the rest is history. Well, have you, you, well, I'm not saying it's not a question, I think uh, more importantly, it's a, it's a, a salutation because I wish more twenty year olds would figure that out at between eighteen and twenty. And what you just hit the nail on the head is, you took a leap, mm-hmm. you stuck your toe in the pool, mm-hmm. and something positive came out of it. And as we talk about the purity of purpose, it's not about just having a client; it's having a relationship. And if that relationship turns into a client, hey, that's that's icing on the cake. But that relationship could also turn into other relationships, which could be other clients. Exactly. Which, more importantly, remember we talk about probably one of the biggest things that younger folks and, and even newer realtors, and I don't care if they're my age or not, hey, we're having a networking event. Let's go to this networking event. We say this all the time is if your goal at the networking event is for you to get business, you're probably going to be disappointed when it's over because you're not going to walk out of there with a lead. And the goal needs to be meet two people and somehow, some way during that function, connect those two people together because they have mutually supporting needs. Right. And the only way you got that is by asking people, right? And then at the same time, you might find someone that, as you just said, you have a friend and you're probably learning a lot about business from them. You're learning a lot about, okay, this is how, you know, 30 year olds act. You know, one of the things I see right now is we need more 30 year olds and, you know, hanging out with 50 year olds or Mm -hmm. 50 year olds hanging out with, you know, 40 year olds or seven year olds. Because one of the things I look at, have you heard me say this with some young folks? It's, it's like, hey, if you're going to keep doing that, no one's going to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're, you know, it's it's a big boy world, but are you surrounding yourself with big boys and big girls? Right. And, you know, I think about the, uh, you and I talk about risk. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of folks right now, um, are they risk tolerant? Are they risk averse? You know, what is their risk tolerance? And I feel, and that's why I like this guy so much too, is because if we go out to a restaurant or, or if we go out to a party or, you know, wherever, right, he has more to lose than I have to lose. So he has to be more conscious 
about what he's doing, you know, everything than I technically do. Because even though, yes, I have a bright future. Yes. I don't have kids to come, that I have to come home to. I don't have a mortgage payment. I don't have my wife waiting at home for me. You know, he does. So I have my parents waiting at home for me. Yeah. And so even though I do have a lot to lose, I don't have dependence. I don't have four people back at my house waiting on me to, to put food on the table, to do whatever I need to do in order to make sure that they live correctly. It's just me at this point. So his level of risk, his level of things that he has to lose is probably 10x me, yeah. even though I have a future for myself. Well, that's another thing I picked up at convention when you talk about who you surround yourself with. Probably one of the biggest things is we were at a convention with a couple thousand realtors, right? A couple thousand? Was that I about think right? it was 6,500. 6,500 uh, realtors. I that's what it was. Yeah. So 6,500 realtors, almost all, I would say, with the same desired outcome in their career mm -hmm. to have a successful business. Absolutely. So everyone has a successful business or everyone had the same desired outcome. What I took away from it, and this goes back to who you're surrounding yourself with, mm -hmm. was of the 6,500 people that all had the same desired outcome, there might have been 6,500 different methods and pathways that people are trying to achieve that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the things I talked to, you know, we talked about Jimmy Burgess. Jimmy Burgess is at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Florida Properties. And he's, you know, he's kind of like my guy. He's kind of like my, you know, I've met him three times. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, every time I've met him, I pick something up. And it's usually, um, you know, hey, keep doing what you're doing. One of the things I asked him this time was, hey, you don't mind if I use some of your ideas you have? And he said, oh, heck no. He said, that's why I put it out there. He said, use it to help your people. Use it to help yourself. And that surrounding yourself with different people that, have the same desired outcome of you, as you, but then being open enough and being, you know, accept your vulnerabilities. Cause think about if you were the, the top agent in, in, in the, in the state. Okay. You're the top agent in all of Kentucky and you go out to this uh, convention where there's 6,500 realtors all from your same, you know, higher level corporation. You'd probably be kind of walking pretty tall um, how open would you be? Very. No, how open? No, but think about how many people would not be. You know, how many people mm -hmm. would not be open to, um, hey, here's a 20-year-old young man from Louisville, mm -hmm. and he just asked me, told me he was doing a podcast with a guy in his office. He's just kind of get started. Have I ever thought about that? Would I say, I don't need your podcast. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my own thing. Right. I'm doing number one. Um, or would he say, Hey, uh, can I pick up on some of the things you're doing? Do you mind sharing that? And what's real interesting about that is I'm very, very confident that the majority of the 6,500 people we met would be open to share, mm -hmm. would be open to say, hey, give me, and most of them I talk to, hey, give me a call. Let me know what you need. You can come out and visit. You can use whatever you want. And that's where I like working with this company as I think it goes back to what we talked about. Okay, surround yourself with, with you know, with winners. winners. Yeah. Surround yourself with people that have like interests. Surround yourself with people that have, you know, equal risk, so to speak. But they're hard to find. 
And, and that's where I don't think a lot of people are saying. I talked to uh, a brokerage one time. It's great. You know how you get, we all get calls from other brokerages about joining them. And I asked about training. I asked about those types of things. And he said, I said, well, do you ever have some of your senior agents get up and, and, and talk about their secret sauce, talk about what they're doing? Mm-hmm. And guess what he said? No. He said, no, nobody's going to give away their secret stuff. And I'm like, huh, we do. And I think about those agents that are kind of on their own. I mean, really, mm-hmm. you go to the office every day and there's realtors all around you. Are they on their own? You know, are they are they able to surround themselves with winners? Or are they able right. to stand on the outside looking in at winners? Right. You know, that's you know that's kind of how I look at that. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're gonna go to a quick commercial break. Okay. Let's go. Hi, I'm Kevin Trimble, and I'm the regional manager for Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Parks and Weisberg Realtors, and Partners Realty. We have offices in Louisville, Southern Indiana, Bowling Green, and Glasgow. Our focus, along with our foundation, is to help realtors build their own successful business, not just survive and not just exist as a realtor. We like to do this for training, education, and any support that is required. But more importantly, we like to put the agent first, help them become the best that they can be. If this is something you're looking for, please give me a call. 502-558-9958. All right, and we're back. So one of the things that we want to talk about is we talked about who are you surrounding yourself with, right? Um, Who is the people that, who's the five closest people around you? Who is your five closest people that you talk to on a daily basis? So how can you, after you get those people, how can you thrive in that current environment and adapt maybe certain habits or certain things that other people have? Kevin, what do you think? Well, I think number one, it's, it's, it's uh, consistently learning. Okay. You're either growing or you're dying. Absolutely. Whether you're in business, whether you're in life, whether you're either growing or dying. You right? either get better bingo or you get worse. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you know, my friend Lou Holtz talked about that all the time. He said, you know, the problem is you win a national championship at Notre Dame. Where do you go from that? Right. Mm-hmm. And you're either growing or you're dying. So, number one, you got to grow in that environment. But number two, you have to be open enough um, to adapt to the environment. Why? Because as we talked all the time, and I will, I will take this to the mountaintop. People don't change. Environments change. People adapt to the environment. And where does that come from? It comes from people observing and effectively listening. And the principle of osmosis. I think, I think that's how you pronounce it. Osmosis? Osmosis. Osmosis, sorry. Yes. Yeah, osmosis, which is basically just that you're going to naturally just pick up on it. You're going to absorb the things that are around you. Well, and if you think one of the things uh, in my previous life in the Marine Corps, we talked about muscle memory. Mm-hmm. Okay, same thing in, in, in yep. sports. Muscle memory. But if you, the more positive um, influences you have, the more positive actions you observe, the more positive actions that you practice yourself, they become muscle memory. And I think when you talk about the environment is making sure that you're also aware enough to say, can I succeed in this environment? And know when to remove yourself. Yeah. You know, because here's the thing, let's be honest. Um, Probably one of the best things I've heard in, in a while uh, was recently I was listening to a podcast and a guy was talking about jobs and he said, hey, listen, is this a dream job? If it is, it's a dream job for now, right? Because if you say, oh, it's my dream job. No, it's my dream job for now. Mm-hmm. And that's accepting the environment. Okay, in this current environment right now, what I'm in right now, 
can I thrive in it? Well, first of all, define thrive. Define success is one of the things a lot of people say, oh, success is just money. Success, you know, is, is, is with a capital S with a dollar sign, right? Or is success in this time period, in this block, is this environment a step on the way to a desired outcome and a greater good right. that success means that I'm improving, I'm learning, I'm improving, I'm adapting. And oh, by the way, I've got to fail because you, anybody that says that they can succeed without ever failing is a liar, is a liar and is unaware of their environment. Right. And so that's where, you know, like one of the things I look at you and one of the things I've always asked you, um, I keep hearing this term from a realtor's perspective because that's what we have to look at mm -hmm. is you provide value for your client, right? Yes. How do you do that? By sharing market data, giving advice on how to get an offer accepted, giving advice on how to um, get buyers looking at your property, give advice on, or well, not even give advice, consulting on potential options that they have when it comes to buying, selling, renting, investing, all of above. Uh -huh. So you're providing that value to your client. Exactly. From my experiences and from my extensive um, studying and reading and, you know, practicing on my craft because this is what I do. And if probably one of the things I think is most, um, I want to say is lacking in some folks is mm -hmm. this. And I think you've got this. Say you don't know the answer to that. Are you going to wing it? Absolutely not. You're going to say, hey, I will find out. Mm -hmm. You know, you've heard me say, if you don't know, don't say you know. Exactly. And I think that's part of the environment that some folks are in. Now, you look at the real estate environment. Real estate environment's changed in the last 12 months, right? Mm -hmm. Last 36 months were different. They were an anomaly, and they've changed a little bit. I personally think they're normalizing. A lot of people think the sky's falling, the sky's falling. Um, I think some things are normalizing, and there's a lot of other outside factors. But what I wanted to ask you and your thoughts on is we said, okay, you just described providing value for your client, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if you remember all of the good and positive and lasting investment strategies usually start with do what? Pay what first? Pay yourself first, right? Mm-hmm. Pay yourself first, whether it's 10% away, but pay yourself first. How about, are you developing value for your future mm -hmm. and what's that look like? And I don't mean just investments. I don't mean in a dollar sign. How are you developing value for your future? Right. And, you know, and, what's and, that look like? And that could be, you know, working out. It could be keeping your body in shape. It could be watching what you're eating so that we're not putting junk in yourself. Could be reading books, buying courses, uh, you know, paying a mentor, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in your certain industry as well. Like I said, I have this guy who's 32 years old. He, I'm teaching him about real estate, but what does he teach me about? He teaches me about how to be a man and about life. He's helped me not make the mistakes that I made, that he's made. You know, he's 32. He got 12 years on me, so he's made mistakes. He's already been through his 20s. I'm just not getting into my 20s. Oh yeah, and so. Um, he's helping me prevent things or sometimes when issues or problems or things come up and I don't know how to go about it or I don't know the best way to go about it. I may call him up and be like, how should I 
is it do you do you think that this is a big issue is this an issue for you do you think this is an issue or um how should i address this issue or what's a different way that i can say how i feel or should i or is this something i should even address in the first place and you know he he may say something to me and i'm like that makes total sense maybe it's something that i don't need to touch maybe pick your battles and just let it go you know maybe it's not something i need to do or maybe from what i was saying was rude or whatever but he's able to say it in a different way to where it's like okay that makes sense maybe i'll say it this way i still get my point across but i'm not hurting someone's feelings or attacking somebody's morals and you probably got that because at some time in the past he said something to hurt somebody's feelings and put it back there in the okay if i can help develop value for someone else like one of the things i picked up you know and i bring up convention again Mm -hmm. is convention you get away you surround yourself with winners and it makes you think right well here's one of the things i thought about is when you're developing value for yourself i think many of us spend too much time trying to be great at way too many things and what happens is we become average at a whole bunch of different tasks we can become average at a whole bunch of different things. Like you remember one of the things I look at, you know, my goal is to, I'm not going to say write a book, but start making some more videos is on, I would just call it, call it 50. I think there's 50 components to a real estate transaction. Might be more. Well, how do you best teach that? Well, I'm a firm believer. Show what right looks like. You can verbally discuss it. You can show it in writing. You have a video of what right looks like. But of those 50 components, you know, back to Malcolm Gladwell and Outliers, it takes 10,000 hours and 10,000 hours of repetition of a certain task to be considered an expert, right? Well, if you're trying to be an expert at 8 to 10 or 50 things, if you're trying to, you know, come up with a niche, well, developing value to me is... Have a trial and error period. Learn as much as you can. But at some point, find a niche. Find the two to three things that you can get 10,000 hours of repetition in, right? Where you can become that expert. Like you and I have talked about, um, you know, you're doing great jobs. We talk about from a real estate perspective, right? Mm-hmm. For sale by owners. Mm-hmm. How do you call for sale by owners? Um, uh you know, open houses, go and do an open houses. Why mm-hmm. to get more clients doing those things? Mm-hmm. Expires. How are you calling those? Mm-hmm. Like Judy, I think, uh, you know, our principal broker, Judy Parks, made her name and made her business doing relocation. Yep. And a lot of people didn't like doing relocation. Yeah. Dot the I, cross the T, detail across the board. And oh, by the way, there's a third party involved, right? Right. But she said, okay, I'm going to be the best relocation agent there is. And definitely more than 10,000 repetition hours. I guarantee it. Develop that value. And so many folks right now that I've seen, it's like they're all trying to be great at something. And they become average to below average at things. But then when I went to the convention, everybody I talked to, the really, really successful ones said, well, you know what? I'm really focusing. I just focus on land. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Lee Blythe in, in Bowling Green, right? Mm-hmm. Lee mm-hmm. Blythe in Bowling Green focuses on land. He's not worried about expired. He's not worried about for sale by owners. He's worried about, he's he's developing value 
by saying, I'm going to be the land expert in the area. Right. And the more I think we can do that, because your area of expertise and interest may be totally different than mine. Okay. And you got to be careful because remember we talked about surround yourself with winners. You know, imitation is the purest form of flattery, right? Agreed? Right. And so if somebody's doing what you're doing, wow, that's that means you're doing it right, most likely. But if somebody tried to do what you're doing, but they're not you. They don't have that skill, but they may have another skill, right? Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I I would, you know, really, really want to look for more is taking newer agents and connecting yings with yangs, Yep. if that makes sense. Yep. And, you know, this person is a a persistent prospector, okay? Every agent needs to be prospecting diligently every day. You're always doing that, and then you're continuously developing. But sometimes you might have some agents that are great at prospecting, and I call it the dog catching the car, Mm -hmm. okay? Someone says yes, and all of a sudden – there's this panic. There's this, oh my God, how, how do I do this? How do I do, you know, how do I put this transaction together? How do I do the, you know, what am I doing? Whereas you also have some agents that could write a contract in their sleep. Right. Clearly understand um, the process and the components of a transaction, the legalities of it. But one of their biggest fears in life is to talk to people they don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you link those two up? Exactly. Because, you know, if you can get, you know, average plus and average plus, you might have above, you know, you got an expert. <laughs> You're right. You know? Right. You know, if, 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 if I have to take the test by myself and I just get a 50 on it, eh, that's not good, right? But if this person, you know, has an 80% in this and a 20% in this, well, if they both have the same, let's combine them together, right? Now we got a B student. <laughs> You know, we have Mm -hmm. a B student. So that's probably, you know, one of the biggest things that I was comforted because I've thought about this and I just assumed it, had an assumption and it was validated. The other side of it was the, you know, eight to 10 things to be an expert. I don't see anybody doing that. I don't. Now, they could do it over a 40 year period. Right. But. I don't see many people being very, very successful over a 40-year period focus on 8 to 10, you know, disciplines, 8 to 10 components, mm-hmm. whereas focus on 2 to 3 and be an expert. Exactly. And and, and are you suited? Yeah. That's why, um, for example, some realtors are probate specialists or divorce specialists or foreclosure specialists. Yes. Now, speaking for our industry, that those are some specialties that you can do that you can make a lot of money with is any of those or bank owned or and you're still serving somebody and you're still serving somebody um you can get it to a point where you're making tons and tons of money if you do it correctly i mean that's one of the things that i love about real estate is the freedom that is associated with but also you get what you work hard for (laughs) there was times where you know in the past i've worked harder than i probably should have but then at the end of the day i still make the same as the person next to me who sat down. Yes. But it can also be the biggest downfall because you can, in this industry, you can still work hard, bust your behind. And if you did not get an accepted contract or something did not close, yes. you are not getting paid. No matter if you prospected 25 hours this month, 
if you prospect to 25 hours, but you have three deals fall through, buddy, you better start driving DoorDash because you're not getting a payment. No. And it's as simple as that. So I kind of feel like real estate, it takes hard work, but it takes a little bit of luck, too, to make sure. Oh, well, I think, it. you know, people say luck, but I think it does. Absolutely. Like, because we just had a tornado touchdown. Oh, I know. And one Could of our agents, if, no. Yes. Could you imagine something like that of what one of our agents had to go through? Like, luckily, I've heard that they've gotten it settled out and the buyers are still wanting it. But, I mean, can you imagine if... The, the day before, night before closing, night before closing, a humongous oak tree lands on the middle of the house that is closing night before closing. It lands on the house, and one of our agents is selling that house. Yeah, and then imagine if the buyer backs out, and then your mortgage payment's due in two weeks. Oh, and you're counting on that check, and you don't have, and you don't have anything else under contract right now. No. Oh my gosh. And you and you know that kind of stuff is just crazy to think. That's why I said it takes a little bit of luck. It takes a little bit because my uncle, he has uh, like one of those huge trees, and he's wanting to rent his house out. So in the last windstorm, um, when what I think it was in February, I believe the last windstorm we had yeah. in February, yeah, humongous tree could have fell in his house, but it fell forward into the yard. So he had to, you know he got it cut up. But if it fell on his house and he just moved out of town and he's trying to get this place ready to be a rental. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine. He w he probably would have been like, all right, I'm going to get it fixed and I'm done. I don't even want to deal with it anymore. Well, and I think there's, you know, one of the things, luck. Yeah, you could say luck. But it's a little bit. It's a, But I think it's the harder that you work, the luckier that you get. Well, and I think the harder that you work, the more resilient you become. Absolutely. You know, you learn that, hey, these things are going to happen. So don't throw up your hands and quit over yeah, it. One no is that much closer to a yes. Exactly. And they're going to keep going. And, they, you know, and that's why some of these people are very, very successful is because they stay with it. And they become an expert in certain areas. And I think they become an expert, more importantly, in how to establish and maintain relationships. You know, that's, uh, you know, I go, I keep going back to outliers. I recommend everybody read outliers by Malcolm Gladwell and, and the things, like I said, he talks about, um, when you were born, that's a huge, huge deal. Who's surrounded, you know, who are you with? Huge, huge deal. Okay. Call it luck. But the thing is, is at the end of the day, persistence. Absolutely. And then right off of that, we're going to go to our last commercial break. Well, let's go to the last commercial break. Let's pay for this thing. Hey, it's Ramir with Berkshire Hathaway Parks and Weisberg Realtors. And as a real estate professional, I offer a range of services to help you buy, sell, or rent a property. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer, a seasoned investor, or anywhere in between, I'll work with you to help achieve your real estate goals. With my extensive knowledge of my local market, my commitment to your satisfaction, and my network of trusted professionals, I'm here to guide you every step of the way. Contact me today to learn more about my real estate services and how I can help you with your real estate needs. 502-641-1816. Shoot me over a call. Ramirez, so we're back. Great commercial break. Yep. And we talked about environments today. People don't change. Environments change. Surround yourself with winners. Mm -hmm. And I'm not surround yourself with unwinners because if you do, your goal is to make them winners like yourself. Right. Learn from others that have been down the path that you're traveling and think about the environment. Mm -hmm. And with that said, 
The environment's on us right now in our fair city of Louisville, Kentucky, because it's almost derby season. If you haven't noticed, the dogwoods are blooming. The flowers are coming up. The daffodils popping. Tulips going. You know what? As an agent now for a couple years and one of the more successful agents in our company, I'm going to ask you, I'm a homeowner right now. Mm-hmm. What do I need to be thinking about as spring is upon us? What do I need to be thinking about if, number one, I'm not going to buy or sell my house or buy another one. What do I need to th- be thinking about for my house in, in the spring? But two, a lot of transactions go down spring and summer. Right. So if I'm thinking about selling my property and selling my house, what do I need to be thinking about doing? Yeah, so number one, if you're not looking to sell or do anything like that, the few things that I would recommend is one, make sure you get your AC checked. It's colder now today. I think it's maybe 50 degrees, 40 degrees or something. So it's colder today. Um, so right now they wouldn't necessarily be able to check it. But as we start getting warmer, you want to make sure your AC checks because you don't want to be that one person who's in 90 degree weather when your AC goes out. That's going to suck. Number two is we are really getting into the rainy season. It's April. It's about to pour down for all the plants to start blooming. So make sure that you check your gutters. Make sure that you check your gutter downspouts. Make sure they're pointed away from your house, so that way they're not sitting there right by your foundation, and you know, caught and eroding the foundation. Um, I've been there, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I've been there, by the way, two days before closing on my house. Do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so those are just two quick things for that, and then of course check your basement. Make sure your basement is leaking, especially if it's finished. Um, and then if you're looking to buy and sell, I would say. You know, well, I'll say from the selling side, I would really try to take care of your lawn care. You know, make sure you got it weeded, make sure you got it mulched, make sure your grass is cut, make sure you don't have dead grass. You know, take care of that because that's your first impression. Maybe you want to do some freshening up. Maybe you want to do some power washing. Maybe you want to paint your shutters. Maybe you want to paint your front door. You know, really just freshen up and get that spring cleaning going. And then on the buying side, just make sure that you have your savings in place and that you are um, picking a realtor that you feel comfortable with that is not going to push you but more consult you. I like to look at myself as I'm a consultant whenever I'm working with clients. So I don't push them in a certain direction to do this or do this or to buy this. I want to consult with them. Here's your pros with buying this. Here's your cons with buying this. Do the pros outweigh the cons for you? If they do, great. If not, next house. Yes. Well, here's the thing. The season is upon us. The real estate season, you know, like I said, we've been in two-a-days. We've been warming up, getting ready to go. For any agent out there that is looking for support, is looking for development, and wants to develop value for their future, please give me a call at 502-558-9958. I'm Kevin Trimble. I would love just to sit down and have some coffee. And my friend Ramir, it's been wonderful. Absolutely. It's been an exciting day. I'm glad we're back into this. We're going to be back here next week, and uh, we should have a couple honored guests with us. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, we appreciate you all for listening. Make sure you tune in to next week's episode. All right. Get better. Surround yourself with winners. Out. the chase and the hunt and I set the pace when I'm running